What's up, everybody? It's your favorite podcast, Get a Bucket. I'm your host, Trey. I always love the love. I really do. I appreciate it. So, hope y'all had a wonderful week. I know for damn certain, I did. Like, I, for starters, I want to give a shout out to Beast Move. Real quick, um, you know, he got me in contact with Swans and Company. Um, and I, I, I just want to say, I, I, I'm really inspired. Like, I kind of want to get more on the grind with this thing, man. Um, I'm still going to go on my own pace, but like I said, I just, I'm just really inspired. You know, you, you kind of want to just get the ball rolling. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and jump right on into the episode. All right, quarter one. Y'all know how this goes. John Beeline. John Beeline. Now, for those of y'all who don't know, he is the head coach of the Cavaliers. So at least the at least the Cleveland Cavaliers are still relevant after LeBron James has departed, right? Um, John Beeline has actually called his players thugs. But then apparently he came back and said he meant to say slugs. Um, let's just listen to what my, what my man John got to say about it real quick. So first of all, I wanted to be clear out something that, that yes, yesterday the film session, uh, 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 I used the word that, uh, that when I meant to say uh, slug, uh, the word thug came out, uh, which brought my attention a couple hours later. I called all the players afterwards, uh, explained the situation, we met about it today, we apologized, I apologized about it today as well, it was not, it never intended, and uh, the players understand that now, but it, it's uh, something I have to learn from and uh, just uh, uh, enunciate better and, and be, be just uh, more clear with what, what my text was. So, uh, they all know it, they understand it, but uh, it's something that's unfortunate that we got to we'll get behind. So, all right, cool. Let's let let's say that let's let's say we give them the pass. Let's say we give them the pass. We give them the benefit of the doubt. Cool, got you. Um, let's look. Up, I looked up what uh, what thug what the definition of thug means, and on dictionary.com it says it's a cruel or vicious ruffian, robber or murderer. Um, that has been a there's a negative connotation with the word thug, right? And that's really what we're talking about. Like basketball is primarily African American dominant sport. Um. And when you're using the word thugs on your towards your team, it might be looked at negatively. Here's kind of where I'm being open-minded to this thing, right? I'm not making this a racial issue. Because there are white players, foreign players, on the Cleveland, on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not like a whole bunch of black people on the squad. He's like, oh, you thugs. And this isn't a Phil Jackson calling LeBron James' friends. A posse, you know what I'm saying? Like, like this, this isn't that type of scenario. And I rock with Phil, you know. I don't really know Beeline, but so much. So it's like I know he coached in Michigan. That was it. Like, you know what I'm saying? With Phil, I, it's kind of more intimate on that level. You feel me? So it's like I'm, I'm, I'm going to bat for this dude. And then to be honest with you, um, I'm okay with saying. I want a thug on the squad. Like, I want a rough rider. I want somebody who's going to sit up there and is going to do my dirty work. Like, on, I, I joke with my cousin all the time about Javin Delorier and I, and the fact that I like Javin Delorier. A lot of folks don't realize that Javin's actually a great, a great player. Like, not great player talent-wise. And mind you, Javin Delorier is a player off Duke, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, the reason, why I like, the reason why I like him, he is a tall, lanky, athletic big man who can guard one through five. And he's five fouls 
He like, like he gives you five fouls. He gives you hustle. He gives you energy, and he can potentially score at times as well. So that's the reason why I I I, I, I like the I like the dirty play. And I'm not saying thuggish as in. At, go injure that player, but like you know, do the dirty work, like like your like your Ben Wallace used to. How your um the Bad Boy Pistons that that style got you a championship or two. You know what I'm saying? Like like you need those hard gritty players, like your Ron Artest, like those type of players. It it's it, it really baffling that people want to sit up here and kind of make this a racial issue. I get why, but not everything has to be about race. And mind you, I'm black, like so. I let everybody let's just you know sit back look at the scenario and then kind of realize that okay well let's be a little open-minded because like I said I don't think he was I don't think anything was wrong with what he said um like even if he did imply even if he did say thugs like I, I need this team to be more thuggish all right well guess what the NBA soft nowadays maybe he wants to turn his team around and get hard nosed and get gritty like guess what team has done that the Miami Heat Jimmy Butler came in there, changed the culture. They got more gritty, and now they're what the third seed in the in the East. I mean, they look like contenders. So, even if he used the word thugs, I I maybe you say thuggish instead of thug. Like, there's a difference between thuggish and thug. Like, I I do get it, but there is also a difference between you're a thug and I want my team to be thuggish. Just saying. <laughs> Quarter two. Now we got a couple of players who aren't playing um, basketball, kind of going back and forth with one another, right? That's always fun. Kevin Durant is battling yet again on Twitter. Um, I'm okay with it though. There's no burner accounts. Now the problem is who he's battling up against, and there's a it's it's a reason. I have a problem with it for a couple of reasons, right? It's not just one. Um, he's battling Kendrick Perkins. Now, before y'all say anything, yes, this is the same Kendrick Perkins who was on his team back in 2012, you know, when they had that final stint. Um, and it goes on Russell Westbrook's return to Oklahoma City, okay? And mind you, I don't think this whole fiasco took away from Russell Westbrook. Like, at the end of the day, Russ had his time. He did his thing. You know what I'm saying? They lost. But, like, still, you know, I think he got to enjoy the moment. Like, this whole beef between KD and Perkins did not go negatively towards Russell Westbrook's night. However, it starts off by Kendrick Perkins stating that basically Russell Westbrook is the greatest Thunder. I don't I still don't know how to say that one. I still don't know how to say that. He's the greatest player to play in the Thunder's uniform, right? So a, a, a random person comments, or this other guy comments, well, like you know, like he's not like he's not giving them the context that he wants, right? And so, and so, so, so this random guy comments, and he's like, well, basically saying that Russ didn't really do anything without KD, and then KP comes back, Kendrick Perkins comes back, and is like, well, KD lost in the second round to, um, without Russ when I was there. So what that mean, you know? Like he's basically saying like, hey, KD lost too, like he didn't do anything with Russ either. What's your point? So then Kevin Durant comes in into the mix. It was at this moment where I don't want to say he fucked up, but he fucked up a little bit. Like he did not, he didn't have to respond. But at the same time, I get why. Because Kendrick Perkins coming to you is like, I trying to like come at you low key is like, 
Smush Parker trying to come at Kobe Bryant. Just stop, son. Just stop. Like, you you were riding the coattails. You weren't saying shit back then. So, like, stay in your lane, please. But KD comes back and is like, yeah, and our starting center and at Kendrick Perkins, I do appreciate that, averaged a whopping two and three during that series. You played hard, though, champ. LOL. Like, mind you, people, two and three means two points and three rebounds. We might be generous on the rebounds, too. Like, like it, it, Kendrick Perkins was not that formidable. Like, when I played 2K with the Thunder, it was Ibaka starting for me at center eventually because I just didn't appreciate KP. Like, he didn't have to keep going out. And then Kendrick Perkins goes at the whole, oh, you did the weakest move thing. Like, that's the, that's the only move he can make. That's the only move Kendrick Perkins can make, you know? Like, I'm not... I personally think Kevin Durant won this in battle. Because at the end of the day, Kendrick Perkins tried to take it outside of the scope of the argument. Which was greatest I played to play in the OKC jersey. And he takes it to the whole George, I mean, um, um, Golden State move and all this other stuff. Like, it's not really conducive to your point there, fella. I'm sorry. Like, you got to do better. And on top of that, KD stunned it on. Like, he, like I said, he didn't have to. He did not need to. But it is a good night. It is nice to see a good troll on Twitter. And I am very appreciative at the fact that it's not a burner account. Because KD was getting a hell of a lot of slack for that shit. Like, I, as, a, as someone who's not a celebrity, I can understand why someone would want to have a burner account. You cannot... Have, you cannot state everything you want to at times. Like, like you would like to, but there are, there are a myriad of reasons why you cannot. It's not just you in that manner. So, having a burner account kind of lets you, it kind of lets you like be yourself. You know, it's kind of nice. So, I, from that vantage point, I get why KD did it. But I'm glad that KD feels comfortable in his own skin now to be able to do and say what he wants to the people. <laughs> halftime so i felt as though it was necessary to bring up considering the fact that i'm a member of cap Alpha Psi fraternity incorporated yo yo uh, shout out to j5 too by the way i don't think i gave a shout out for that on the last episode so i found a day january 5th um 1911 by the way uh, <laughs> and lil boosie the rapper i made a post about it on the gram so you know you guys can also read that as well but again i just want to reiterate it's, I, I'm very appreciative at the fact that he gave us a shout out on, or that we that we received some publicity by him wearing our shirt. Like I, I really do. Like we dance, like we dance the his song "Wipe Me Down." Like that, I, that is damn near our anthem. I'm not overly mad. I, I get why he would wear it. Like his brother's a noob. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like I get why people are mad, and I also get why he would wear it. Um, and think there was nothing overly bad about it. Like he wasn't. Strolling, he won't throwing up the signs. You know what I'm saying? Like he won't do nothing like that. My man was just wearing a shirt. But to people in Greek, it's like you earned the right to wear that shirt. It's a respect thing. It's a, hey, I did this, I did that, yada yada yada. I'm one. You should not be able to wear it. It's almost like a certification. Like if you are certified in something, you don't want somebody, you don't want some random Joe to be able to say, hey, he's certified in it too, right? So, or even if you want to go gang related, you don't want to be, you don't want to see another dude just throwing up your gang signs because 
you had to work to get that stuff and it's a it's a different it has a different meaning to you as not something fake so that's the reason why it's coming from that from and that's from somebody in greek i understand people who are not greek associate affiliated don't under don't understand that but that's why i tried to give those two comparisons that way you can kind of understand where we're coming from again i appreciate it it gave us more publicity more money but again that that's our re that's the reasoning for the beef the quote-unquote beef like it's not it shouldn't be beef i think it's too i think people are taking it too deep um you know just educate them like you know let them know what happened i don't think he did it with with malicious intent but you know at this point it is what it is like fuck it all right quarter three bruh we got the nba mock draft top tens right uh, I, okay I'm, okay i'm not even gonna go over the top 10 i'm just gonna go over the notable ones so it's the majority of the top 10 though so y'all just bear with me um anthony edwards the guard out of Georgia. I want to say... I want to say right now, he might be D-Wade with a better shot. Like, it... it I, I Don't... Okay, listen, listen, listen. Before you sit up there and, like, criticize me and say, oh, it's too early, yada, yada, yada. Like, no, 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 just, just hold on. Because I saw the boy's athleticism... He like he's a bucket and some change, man. Like like and he plays both ends of the floor. Seems like he has good playmaking skills, but he's not like a he's a he's a playmaker, but he's not like a I wouldn't have him be my main playmaker. You feel me? So it's like D Wade. I, I don't even want to say that too, cause like I'm I'm okay with him being a main playmaker. Like, I don't know, like he, he when I watched the highlights, when I saw him play, like it just I just got that vibe of D Wade. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I get why he slotted as the number one option. Like, I can't be mad at that. James Wiseman, another, uh, I'm not, not another, uh, an athletic big man with soft touch around the rim. Like, he could rival DeAndre Ayton. Like, he, he could. I, I, I got, I got to see more tape from him, though, because, mind you, we're not going to see more tape from him. But, like, he looked solid. Like, he quality all-around game as far as I'm concerned from a big man standpoint in terms of old-school big man like three-point shooting wise I'd have to see more footage but like in terms of what I've seen thus far he seemed okay everybody and they mama know about LaMelo Ball though so I'm not gonna harp too much on him you know he's a walking triple-double I think he could come out being the best player in this draft considering the fact that he's a six-seven point guard essentially um and he can play too like, like the two-guard position, so, or the small forward position. Like, hell, if he bulks up enough, he might even be able to play power forward. And he might have the same IQ that his brother has on the defensive end. So, therefore, he might be able to utilize his lankiness to get steals and intercept the passing lane and this, that, and third. So, I think he could be the, the star of the draft. Or he could just be one of the better players in it. But that's like that, that's as far as it goes for me. Like I think Lamel's gonna be one of the better players in this draft. Um Tyrese Halliburton. Now, for those of y'all who don't know about Tyrese, Tyrese is a six nine I'm sorry, not six nine, six five guard. He looks six nine because he's kinda lanky out of Iowa State. And I don't when I look at the boy, he kind of reminds me of like like Michael Carter Williams, um, out of Syracuse. Which, mind you, was the rookie of the year his, uh, his, like, it, when he went to the NBA. But he might have a better, but he has a better three-pointer. Like, and he's a better passer, and he seems lightning quick. Like, it doesn't make any, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, he, 
Like I'm not gonna. I don't think he's gonna be the best player in this draft. Maybe top ten just because of his physical attributes. Like so, and mind you, when I'm talking about all these players. I'm I'm saying this like barring injuries, right? So I just want to put that as a caveat there, as a disclaimer. Um, but I do need to see more from uh, Halliburton's mid-range game. I didn't see a lot of that, like. You know, he did a floater, but, like, guards do floaters all the fucking time. Like, I wanted to see a stop and pop. That seems to be the next point to his elevation, or else he might just only be an MCW, but with a better three-pointer, so he'll be able to sustain in this league a lot longer than MCW did, because I don't even know where the fuck MCW is anymore. Like, like Buddy just be checking out nowadays. So it's just like, you know, like, that's how it is. Um, Denny Abalija, he's overseas, of course, um, and... They have him slotted as a shooting guard or small forward. To be honest with you, boss, he's 6'9". I want to see him be a power forward because I don't know if he has enough to be a shooting guard. Maybe small forward. Okay, cool. You don't have to be as mobile. But when I saw him, I didn't I didn't see him as as mobile. Like He came off more like a Chandler Parsons to me. And I wouldn't put Chandler Parsons at the shooting guard position. Best case, sm- small forward. Were I, you know, what I'm saying like, or maybe power forward because the, like the game is now like small ball, so he can play power forward. But like that's that that's about it. Like he had a good shooting game, I'll give him that. But it's it, it's it that, that that's about it. Like I don't see why they had him as shooting guard personally. <laughs> Quarter four. Now this one is kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, Kobe versus Timmy has come up in in conversation. Kobe Bryant versus Tim Duncan, ladies and gentlemen. And, I mean, like, let's let's look at both players, right? Because they both are excellent. Um, both champs, both MVPs, both in finals MVPs. Um, you know, Warriors, all that good stuff. Uh, they've beaten great teams. Uh, tremendous, both are tremendous talents, excellent leaders. Um, well-respected by their peers. And extraordinarily hard workers, you know, as it's shown by their production. Um, let's start off with Timmy, right, and why you would go Timmy. Now, he has the same rings, same amount of rings as Kobe. Um, his team was always in the playoffs. He's, he has one more MVP and finals MVP. I'm pretty sure he is perceived as the better teammate and is considered the best power forward of all time. Kobe, on the other hand, I'm going to keep it above with you. This is my, I, I choose, if I had to choose one player that's better than the other, I'm choosing Kobe Bryant over Tim Duncan. The reason why... Kobe was the better athlete, which in basketball, like, in, in, in the NBA, that does matter. Like, MJ was the better, was the best athlete, so he and he had, like, the best skill set, you know, the hardest worker. Boom. Like, best. Braun was the best athlete, didn't have the best work ethic, didn't have the best skill set, so he was not the best up until a certain point. Like, that's why Kobe was better than him. Braun is the better talent, but Kobe had the harder work ethics there for a boom. That's why he was better. Kobe also scored more. And to be honest with you, his defense wasn't far off from Tim Duncan's. Like, Tim Duncan was selected to 16 all-defensive selections, and Kobe Bryant was selected to 12 defensive selections. Now... Kobe was the better athlete, which, again, in the NBA, it does matter. Now, uh, Kobe also scored more, and which, to be honest with you, his defense wasn't far off from Timmy's. Like, Timmy was selected to, what, like, 16 all-defense selections, and Kobe was to, like, 12? 
So that's not too far off from one another. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I, and especially considering the fact that Kobe's a 6'6 guard and Tim Duncan's 6'11 power forward, 6'10, 6'11 power forward, like, I'm rocking with Kobe on that. It's harder for guards to be on the defensive team than it is for big men. Um, now, I understand Kobe had much less consistency team-wise, but the peaks were better than Tim Duncan's by any stretch. Also, you have, like, like I said, you have much less consistency. So, from a coaching staff like standpoint, much less consistency. You don't have a Greg Popovich. You have Phil Jackson for a couple of stints. And then after that, name me a better coach. Like, Dan Tony was okay, but we also had a like an injured team at that time. Like, there were, like, a lot of things going on with Kobe Bryant. You had that aspect. You had um, turmoil with players, whether that was Shaq or Carl Malone trying to mess with your wife or Kwame Brown and Smush Parker. Like, one, being ass, and two, like, being dumbasses, like, you know what I'm saying, like, you just had a lot of things, like, coaching problems, management problems, it was just a lot of things that Kobe had to endure, and then on top of that, Kobe had more injuries, it was just like, like, it was just like a lot of things that just packed on one another, and like, Kobe was able to outmaneuver those things, whereas Timmy's was kind of easier, so, I mean, I think with all that, you, you have Kobe as the better player, like when it's all said and done, like he had to he had to go through the mo- the most turmoil. He put up similar, if not better, stats. They have the same rings, and honestly, Kobe was hated on by a lot of people in voting wise. So that's why he did not get some of the stuff. Like Braun probably could have gotten more MVPs. He could have, like one of them during the d- during these years. But you're not gonna get to me because people get tired of seeing you, and it's like. People got tired of seeing Kobe Withers in the finals. Okay, well, we can't really control that, but we can control these MVPs, and we give it to Steve Nash when he didn't deserve those. Like, it was Kobe that deserved it, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, he deserved one. I give him credit, but like not the second one. That was Kobe. So it's like, a few of those things, like, and then you can you can even debate on if Kobe should have deserved one of the finals MVPs from the 3 P. Like, you can make that argument. So especially in the last, especially in the last two. So I'm just saying, I'm personally going with Kobe from that debate, but I also understand why you go with Timmy because honestly, you can make more points than I did about Timmy. I just think that the points that I brought up outweigh the other points that I thought of for the Tim Duncan one. Like I said, this conversation, I can go on for a lot longer, so I'm really saving you all a lot of time. Alright, well that's all the time I had, ladies and gentlemen. I really do appreciate the love and support. I really, truly do thank you all for listening to the podcast. Uh, continue to subscribe, um, follow, like the page, so, like do all that stuff. Share it to your friends, co-workers, um, babysitters, all that good stuff. I don't care. Hell, even the weed man if you got one. Like, no cap. Just like just, just keep promoting the page. Uh, keep sharing to your friends. I really do appreciate the love. Give yourself a round of applause sometime. Alright, <laughs> see y'all.